ready for a fright? Can you handle a scare? This is your home for all things horror. <laughs> Welcome to the Deadline Podcast with your host, Jay. I'm sure at some point in your life, everyone has heard about a Ouija board. And if you have, that means you probably have also heard of Zozo. Now, before we can actually get into who Zozo is, and if he's real or fake, we need to dig back. Now, Zozo has allegedly caused harm to tons of people, supposedly. But before we can get into Zozo, we need to go back a little bit, little about the history of the Ouija board and where it originally began. Now, in February 1891, advertisements started appearing in papers. Ouija, the wonderful talking board, boomed at a Pittsburgh toy and novelty shop, describing a magical device that answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy and promised never-failing amusement and recreation of all the classes, a link between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. Another advertisement in a New York newspaper declared it interesting and mysterious and testified as a proven at a patent office before it was allowed. The price back then was $1.50 for it. <clears throat> now, the... The, this mysterious talking board was basically what's sold in board game aisles today. A flat board with letters of the alphabet arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers 0 through 9. The words yes and no in the uppermost corners, goodbye at the bottom, accompanied by a planchette. A teardrop-shaped device, usually with a small window in the body, used to maneuver about the board. The idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planchette, pose a question, and watch, dumbfounded, as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers seemingly of its own accord. The biggest difference is in the materials. The board is now usually cardboard rather than wood, and the planchette is plastic. Now, there were other spirit boards that existed way before Ouija boards did. The name came courtesy of Helen Peters, Elijah Bond's sister-in-law. She had a reputation as a medium, so on April the 25th, 1890, she had a session in Baltimore with, with the entrepreneurs and the board. Now, according to the letters and journals of the group, they asked the board what it wanted to be called. It spelled out Ouija. When they asked what it meant, it spelled good luck. No one really knows what Ouija means, but many interpret the name to be Combination of both French and German, words for yes. 
Now, the family asked the board what its name meant, and it told them, good luck. Now, there's other theories about this, but this, this one is probably the biggest one. <clears throat> now, that's just a little history about the Ouija board, and we can go on forever about it. But this is about the demon that's supposedly linked to the board itself. Plus, you should have some kind of idea by now what the board is. Now, I don't want to keep going on about what the board is. Uh, because, like I said, this episode is not about the, the real origins of the Ouija board and where it all began. This is about a demon. Now... I, we're going to go over this so-called demon. And then I'll give you basically my rundown. What I think about this whole thing. <clears throat> but, now Zozo is first mentioned in a book by Colin D. Plan uh, Colin D. Plancy. Called the Dictionnaire Infernal. Published in 1918. In this one... The author describes a case of possession of a young girl who claimed to be harassed by three evil spirits. Zozo, Mimi, and Crepolet. In several testimonies, we can find three characters, but very often, and even if all three are present, it would be Zozo who would make contact. Now, despite a name that does not sound like a demon, which it does not at all, the name Zozo doesn't even sound terrifying. At least to me, it doesn't. But um, it would still be a danger. It would still be dangerous because it could remain attached to the victims for years, even going as far as to take possession of a participant in the session or talk to them to drive them mad. According to many testimonies, again. The demon Zozo would clearly show attractions towards people of the female sex. Zozo would also be attracted to people with suicidal tensions, depression, and other psychological disorders, etc., etc., etc. You get the point. Now, moreover, all fragile people would be all the more subject or su subjective at the risk of this Zozo. Now, according to another theory, Zozo is another name for Pazuzu. And Mispo, um, yeah. a, he's, he's a dente. Uh, also, the, he's the king of the wind demons, supposedly. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Um, he was also found in, as, an, as the inspiration for the evil spirit of the famous film, The Exorcist. And I'm sure everyone knows, and, and if they haven't seen it, they've heard of that movie. Um, I frankly didn't find the movie scary at all. But that's just me. Um, but again, I haven't seen it in quite some time. But anyway, now... That was a... The, the name Pazuzu is a Mesopotamian uh, dente. But anyway, so Zozo may not be a single entity either. After all, if ghosts exist and we can really talk to them, there's nothing to stop them from using the name Zozo to make fun of us. In fact, 
there there may there may not even be a zozo as a result the bizarre board movements and negative feelings associated with zozo could easily be produced by someone familiar with the rumors surrounding zozo so i'm not saying i don't believe in spirits but even if zozo himself is not actually real he you know spirits in general possibly could use that name just to strike fear in whoever's using the board but we'll get into that in any case in the united states zozo is taken very very seriously and there are even specialists called zozoologists yeah you heard that right I find that actually comical as hell. I I tried looking it up. I might not have looked in the right place. But I couldn't find any <clears throat> any real I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I couldn't find a school, I guess you can say, where you would go and get your degree in that. Even then, I don't think I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd keep that to myself. I don't think I'd go around saying, "Yeah, I've got a bachelor's in zozoology." And they're gonna be like, "What? What the fuck is that?" Um. Now, according to Hellstar uh, Zozo may introduce himself by sp uh, specifically its name. By introducing itself, by spe specifying its name, by doing zo 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 several times, or by using one of the uh, similar names mentioned above. Now, my theory is: let's say hypothetically for a second, um, he was real. Now, supposedly, demons themselves have more than one name. So those other names that I had said up top or earlier, it could have been, you know, another name for him as well. Now, if you use the Ouija, uh, the drop, which is the planchette, can start moving quickly, gradually. You may feel a feeling of fear or discomfort inside you. You can see shadows moving or the room you are in could become darker and darker. If this happens, cut the connection quickly. If Zozo is in contact with you, do the following to protect yourself and cut short your discussion. Stay calm. Demons and evil spirits feed on fear. Take deep breaths and stabilize yourself. If you play Ouija, move the board to goodbye. Informally close the game, even if Zozo tries to continue the discussion. If you use another method of contact, immediately cut off any communication, according to the best practices of the tool used. Using his name gives him power. Avoid talking about him, using his name, and even worse, giving him importance. If you feel that you, Zozo, and still close to you, seek professional help with, within the paranormal envi er, environment. 
Zozo is a dangerous demon, and you must use Ouija with caution to avoid running into him or any other even more threatening demons. Now, if you recall when I was talking about a book earlier, now this is an extract from uh, Dictionnaire Infernal. In 1816, in France, a young girl became pregnant. In order to cover this accident, she began to claim that she was possessed by, by three devils called Mimi, Zozo, and Crapolet. The girl went out on all fours in the streets, sometimes forward, sometimes backward. Sometimes she would walk on her hands, feet in the air, at the risk of putting passerbys and in the confines of her position. Mimi, she said, was pushing her forward. Zozo was dragging him back, dragging her back, or dragging him back, and the smart toad was having fun holding his, uh, holding his leg or her legs in the air. One of Lola's old sons on the trial of good adventures knew how to recognize the devils. He took her and exercised her. Mimi went out quietly. Now, Zozo was more tenacious and broke a window of the church as he escaped from the rooftops. As for Crapolet, it was in, the, in vain that they pursued him, armed with brushes. But he would not budge, and he soon came down and finally took a stand in the privacy of the young lady. Now, this is just a small part, like I said, from that book. A lot of it doesn't really make sense. But if you l sit there and listen to it and you try to interpret interpret it in your own way, it does kind of make sense a little bit. Now, that, that I, all that, that we have stated so far is... Now I'm not reading it from my own perspective. Do I, you know, believe in it? But so is Zozo real? From what you have heard me talk about so far. Now that's up to you to decide if you really think he's real or not. But long story short, no, he's not. He was made up more than less by someone with a mental problem. And for the people that claim to have had problems with him while playing with a kid's game board, Ouija, they probably, if not, did get themselves worked up to the fact of summoning this so-called demon. Ouija board, at least in my eyes, is not real in any form or any way you spin it. I remember years ago when I was way younger. I tried it numerous times over a long summer and nothing ever happened. Even after talking to so, to uh, so-called mediums. And most of them didn't even believe in it, believe in it as well. The way I look at it is, when you work yourself up to something like this, your brain takes over and makes your fears a reality. You get this p 
picture in your head of what this demon looks like. Every little sound you hear being in reality the house <coughs> the house settling in. It's an automat it's automatically him or whatever your fear is. Now <coughs> have you ever just laid in bed at nighttime? It's pitch black in your entire house. Not a sound. You can't hear anything. Then all of a sudden you hear a crick or a creak, you know, that the house is settling in. And you know that. But even if you let's say you just got finished playing that game, okay, the Ouija board, or you just got finished watching a very scary movie and you go to bed, every little sound you hear it can be the house settling or I don't know, an object in the kitchen that kind of falls or whatever. Your brain is still in hyper mode, figuratively speaking. You automatically think, oh God, you know, it's the demon. Now, don't get me wrong. I've read a lot of stories about Zozo that were told by the OP and they were pretty horrific, but made up nonetheless. Now, this doesn't mean... <clears throat> let me let me let me think how to say this. Now, <clears throat> I'm I'm not very I'm not a very spiritual person, and I don't claim to be either. Now, is Zozo real? Uh, to me, no. It's all made up. Could the name be real? Yeah. Now, and this is this kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. <clears throat> if let's say over these years, okay, last decade or so, when you're using a Ouija board, let's say it actually worked. I think a lot of it's bullshit because it just doesn't make sense. It, a Ouija board where you can contact the dead, but then you can go to Toys R Us, well, when Toys R Us existed, and go and buy the damn thing. Now, if that was actually the case, it really worked, I doubt very seriously they would sell that kind of shit in a Toys R Us for little kids. No. But hey, you gotta do what you gotta do to make, you know, to make a buck. <clears throat> so... I think over the years, people that used the Ouija board, they probably, when they were supposedly doing it, <clears throat> they would say, I'm sure they didn't say, or hoping, I'm sure they, were, they would say stuff like, oh, is Zozo there, or whatever. And I'm sure, like I said, Zozo didn't exist. First of all, that just sounds like the dumbest fucking name for a demon. I, I would, if he was real and he was physically here in the front of me, I'd probably laugh my ass off in the front of him because I'd be like, dude, what kind of corny ass name is that? Out of all the names, you pick that. But I think if if the board was real, I'm not saying spirits are not real. I do believe in that. But let's say the board actually worked. 
if it did and they were actually people were actually contacting spirits okay not saying a demon saying spirits in general <clears throat> how do we know that they're just not using that name just to strike fear in people they're playing a joke spirits can have a sense of humor as well I'm sure of it but you you don't know and that's kind of reason I don't think they they are real or they actually work now <clears throat> as I stated earlier as well these boards now are made out of paper or plastic whatever the hell you want to call it now is it a possibility that the ones that that they made back in the day that were made out of wood could that have helped could it that's pushing it a little bit not saying it couldn't would I give it a try yeah for shits and giggles but at the end of the day it's still a kid's game now don't like I said don't get me wrong I like I think I I I believe in that kind of stuff to a certain extent. I think a lot of it is made up in your head because you want it to happen. And that's the thing. You can't always be thinking like that. You just have to just go on with your normal life. Don't be looking for it. And it will happen if it's real. Do I believe in demons? Uh, again, I, I, I'm not gonna say yes, but I'm not gonna say no, because, like I said before, I'm not really a spiritual person. <clears throat> but who's to say that it's not someone that passed away, a human that passed away, and they were evil in the first place? Just because they're evil doesn't automatically make them a demon. They just could be evil even on the other side possible yeah anything's possible but <clears throat> you take that what I have said with a grain of salt I've been wanting to cover this topic for a while and I just find it interesting I always have just to give my two cents on what I physically think about this Zozo. <clears throat> but that's pretty much it on just that in general. Now there's others that uh, so-called demons that supposedly is linked to the Ouija board in general. I'm not really going to get into those um, because supposedly there's lots of them. It's just that we went with Zozo because it's the most famous supposable demon when it comes to the Ouija board. When you say that, everyone automatically knows what who he is and what he does and what he's linked with. <clears throat> but... I like the creep factor about it, and that's why I decided to cover this topic or this subject in general. 
um, for people that are listening on YouTube down in the comments let me know tell me you know have you ever had any experiences with the Ouija board or Zozo or even better yet tell me about you know have you ever had any kind of experiences with the other side for people that are listening on the other, you know, the other platforms, it be via Podbean, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any of those. Let me know. Comment. Let me know what you, you know, if you've ever had any kind of experiences. Share them with me. I I would like to know. Some people might just be a little more sensitive. I don't know. Uh, it might not work for everyone. <clears throat> but I, I I'm. I'm curious. I'd like to hear what other people have, you know, witnessed or have heard about it. And, you know, just let me know. Um, again, like I said, I have, I've never had any experiences with it. And I remember when I was younger, I tried during, uh, during a summer break that I had and didn't have any results. I finally just threw the shit in the trash. And called bullshit. But that doesn't mean that I don't believe in spirits or whatever, ghosts, whatever the hell you want to call them. Because I, I noted this a while back on an old episode that when my grandmother and grandfather passed away, and this was not too long ago, probably last two years, um, I was given their nightstand or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, not nightstand uh, their dresser and stuff that they had and they had gotten it as a wedding gift like 70 something years 60 something years ago or whatever when they first got married because they'd been married for over 60 odd years um, but anyway so it was a wedding gift and when they passed it was given to me so I moved it into my spare room <clears throat> Didn't think anything about it. Just did it and went on my merry way. And I remember that night. I've always had problems my entire life sleeping. I usually get up two or three times throughout the night. It'd be go and sit in the living room on the couch. Or go to the kitchen to grab some Oreos and drink some milk. And sit in the middle of the kitchen floor and pig out. Whatever it is. But I remember that night um, getting up. And I was heading to the kitchen, I believe, if I remember that part correctly. And coming out of the bedroom, the spare bedroom is across from me, but kind of cut a corner. And I remember seeing something out of the corner of my eye. I just ignored it and went on. But um, it was pitch black in the house, and the only light was a little night light that's in the living room, which kind of dimly shines through the hallway where all the rooms are but um, I didn't say anything about it the next day to the family or anything then the next night I was in the living room again it was dark everyone was in bed asleep I was sitting on the couch and the end of the couch where I was I you can see down the hallway so if someone got up to go to the bathroom or whatever you would see it and at the end of the hallway, I have a <clears throat> a smart thermostat. 
and it's got a sensor on it so like if anyone goes by the the screen would pop on and I've got that set on purpose so if I get up in the middle of the night and I wanted to see what the temperature was in the house or whatever it would come on and I could see the screen anyway so I'm sitting on the second night of having this dresser in the spare spare bedroom sitting on the edge of the couch and I, like I said I, I had my phone in my hand so I'm looking down but out of the corner of my eye I could see down the hallway and the light came on and I just kind of ignored it and then the light goes off and then I went back to looking on my phone I think I was watching videos or something but anyway and then poof the light came back on again so I thought okay maybe someone is going to the bathroom it'd be my little boy or my wife but it was neither one because never heard you know the water run or anything in the bathroom but that's when out of the corner of my eye when I put my head back down to start looking at or watching videos or whatever or reading or whatever I saw a shadow go from that spare bedroom to across the hall to my son's bedroom I didn't say anything the next day I ended up going to bed I wasn't scared I don't get scared for that kind of stuff I'm actually the type will run forward and go towards it. But anyway, the next day, I, to be honest, I woke up the next, the third day, forgot all about it, didn't think anything about it, until my son said, "Hey, I, I thought I saw somebody walk from my bedroom into the bathroom," and my son was like, "I just stood there and waited, 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 waited for someone to." come out but no one ever came out and so I asked him I said well what did this person look like and he just said oh they were really short but not too short probably about a little bit taller than mommy and um, later on I told my wife about it about the incident that I had and his now again it could just be your mind playing tricks on you I don't know but that was my experience. And that's not the only one. That's just the most recent, which was in the last couple of years. But anyway, that's that's it for that. Talking about spirits and all that kind of stuff. But um, there is a topic I think is fascinating. And we're probably going to cover it, to be honest. Um, and it's about sleep paralysis. And for the most part, for people that don't know what that is, that's the supposable where, like, you're laying in the bed and you're alert, you're aware of your surroundings. Your eyes are open for the most part, but you can't move. It's like you're paralyzed. And supposedly there's evil stuff that comes with this. Like, you start seeing, like, evil spirits or demons or monsters in general and you're watching what they're doing but you can't do anything you can't talk you can't move but you're aware of your surroundings and what the hell's going on so we're going to cover that next sunday um we're also going to another thing what i'm in the works for or with is modifying the way the podcast is and what I mean by that is 
I know I've had other podcasts in the past saying, oh, you know, this is what's coming and blah, blah, blah. But I'm trying stuff out because I'm trying to grow this podcast. My goal is, you know, towards the end of this year to have this podcast really blow up. So, and the only way for that to happen is to venture out and expand the podcast. Now, again, this podcast is is horror related. It could be suspense, it could be fiction, nonfiction. So, sit back and be ready because besides telling stories, um, you know, it being true crime to fiction, nonfiction stories, reading, you know, creepy true stories, stuff like that. So each pod, each episode of Deadline is going to be diff, different, more than less. Uh, it could be, like I said, I might one week decide to read just scary stories. Then following week, it could be a true crime event. But I wanted to venture out. You know, as of right now, this is, like I've said before, this is a solo cast uh, and I'm recording this through the phone um, and then also an external mic that is plugged into my phone and doing all the editing and stuff on the phone because uh, my computer is broken. I can't afford one right now and it's going to be a while. So therefore, I don't have my co-host. I'm having to do solo. But anyways, that's what it's going to be about. And I think right now we are on episode 37. If I remember correctly, this is episode 37. And that's just freaking awesome. Uh, As always, like I always say pretty much on every episode, if you have a suggestion for an episode, shoot me a DM or leave a comment on any of the platforms that you listen to this podcast on. Or better yet, like I've said numerous times, I encourage you to follow me. If you if you have Twitter, follow me on there. I'm always on there. Shoot me a DM. Give me an idea of what you're interested in, and I'll see what I can do. If you're an author, and you would like your book featured, let me know. I'll be more than glad to feature your book on an episode to help get you out there. Um, but please, if it, if you are an author, uh, let me make this note because uh, I don't want just any kind of author. If you have anything, if you're an author that deals with horror, um, suspense, true crime, anything in the horror genre like that, let me know. I'd be more than glad to advertise your book for you. It has nothing to do with money. It's not even. I'm not even asking for that. I just like the horror genre in general, and I'm willing to help. Uh, also, if you do have a Twitter, follow me. Shoot me a DM, your details, and I'll be more than glad to put it on an episode. Other than that, um, I think that's probably all of everything that I needed. I think I covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Uh, again, next Sunday is sleep paralysis, and probably I'm trying to work out some stuff. Um, if not next Sunday, probably the following. 
I, uh, you might see some changes here and there on the podcast. Again, it's going to all still be horror-related. But it's I'm trying to find a way. Like you'll notice, like on this starting on this episode, the description is going to be totally different. I'm going to reword stuff and everything because the way I was I had learned is I'm still doing it the way they do on YouTube, and I can't do that. It's totally different when it comes to this. So I'm going to make it look a lot different, like it's an actual podcast when it comes to the description. Uh. You'll see a different format starting, hopefully, if not next Sunday, the following. Um, and there's different formats. It being you have a co-host, that's a format. Uh, interview, that's a format where you're interviewing different people. Then you have solo, which is what I'm doing right now, which is a type of format. There's tons. Uh, but I'm going to implement two different kinds of formats. Of course, I'm already doing one, one right now. The other one I'll implement into it hopefully in the next couple weeks. So I'll be changing some things up for more than less. Um, if you have not subscribed or followed me or followed the podcast itself, I encourage you to. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube. The link will be down in the description. Uh, you can pretty much listen to the podcast anywhere, uh, pretty much any uh, on any of the big time places right now. Uh, let me know what you think. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for everyone that has followed and subscribed to the channel or to the podcast, I should, I should say. Uh, hope to see you again next Sunday. Until the next one, guys, stay spooky.